0: Kane is in the building. All right,
1: listeners of the sales line, what's going on? Uh, Joining us for for week eight, sitting in my car in my driveway, uh, eight weeks strong doing this. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. We got Joe up in Jersey.
0: What's going on, Joe? How are you? Yes, sir. It was a great weekend. A um, little quarantine graduation for my girlfriend, so that was a bit of a unique situation, but honestly, it was a pretty fun one. Can't complain. How was your weekend, Tyler? It was great, man. I saw graduation
1: was lighting up social media this, uh, this weekend. It was crazy. Everyone seemed to be doing that quarantine graduation to the fullest. Um, I spent my uh, weekend in the middle of the woods, actually. My dad wanted to go camping. Um, so camping? We you, didn't ten- you didn't play tennis? Uh, I played a little tennis during the week. I do miss it, Joe. I had to give the shoulder a break. Uh, you know me, uh, two labrum surgeries down. I gotta give the uh, the right arm a couple days off at some point. Uh, but it was a fun weekend. You know, I'm not one for uh, the middle of the woods too 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 often. But uh, if it made my dad's birthday weekend a good one, I you know I'll, I'll be a good son. I tagged along.
0: Gotcha. I was gonna say, man, Wilmington. Uh, you were you had a couple calls up from Wilmington uh, back in the day, so I understand if your shoulder issues, but. Man, what was your favorite part Wimbledon. about camping? Wimbledon. 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 Sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, Wilmington. I was
1: thinking Delaware for a second. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sorry. I live with a, I live with a bunch of Delaware kids, so that explains that.
1: Yeah, man. But,
0: um, yeah, we have a great episode ahead for you guys. Honestly, a great topic just with prioritizing and organizing your workload, uh, especially right when you get into the sales industry of sports. We have a great guest. Honestly, so excited to have him on. Um, Mr. Justin Phillips from the Portland Sea Dogs. It's awesome, especially when Tyler gets to hype him up, give a little intro right here as we've been doing for the past couple episodes. Think of a kind of like our thing now, but Tyler, I know you want to say a couple words about uh, Justin. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. Uh, th- this is a big one, especially for when I started in at HBSC. You know, I was always like, what can I be doing to get better? And and people always brought up the Sports Sales and Coffee podcast. Uh, you know, some of you guys, listeners out there know him as your your account rep with the Portland Sea Dogs. Other, you know him as the host with uh sports tales and coffee on sports tales and coffee uh solo show that he runs great justin what's going on man i appreciate you joining the show
2: fellas that i don't know i think you hyped me up a little bit too much i'm not sure i think it's only <laughs> gonna go downhill from here
1: no I mean, <laughs> I mean you got you do have a lot of a lot to live up to definitely been hyping you up this week but i think uh no, i think you can manage i think this would be a great episode i appreciate you jumping uh jumping on
2: i appreciate it. no i'm very humbled to, for you guys uh to have me on i'm excited
1: absolutely awesome, man, man. It's great and yeah kind of like Joe said prior to prioritizing organizing, uh, something I, uh, you know, I'm definitely getting a lot better at, Justin. Uh, you know, being in triple A baseball or double A baseball, what are what's Portland Sea Dogs? Uh, double A baseball, double A baseball, yep. you know, a lot of uh, a lot of different hats. Where my kind of like leading into my first thing when I got into the sports industry, a lot of people kind of scared me on, on going the baseball route. Like, can you touch on working? you know, that many games and, you know, kind of ultimately what got you into, you know, the baseball realm? Yeah. So
2: uh, working baseball's baseball is crazy. I mean, I, I love it now, but it is, it, it's 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 an acquired taste, I would say. I mean, uh, the 70 home games, seven game home stands. Uh, so in the season, in the summer, I'm not really sure Maybe what day it is. It's more of just like, is it a game day or not a game day? Am I, am I home at five today or am I home at 11? Right. Uh, and we just got to figure out what's going on. I will say what makes my life a lot easier is I got a an absolute like killer at home, my fiance, uh, you know, runs the household. She's absolutely dominant and uh, it's great because you know, gets the family going, especially on those weeks that I'm, you know, the week that I'm gone at home stands, where I'm only here for about an hour in the morning and then you know I'm back when the game ends. So baseball is crazy that way. Um, so you definitely, you know, it's not me alone just doing it. I need a great support system. So I always like to give her a shout out when I when I talk about that.
1: Um, but I'm yeah. Justin, I'm curious: when you work a game, do you do they have any sort of law or rule for like the following day? Do you go into the office same time the following day after game day? Because I know with us we get a little leeway. Is it similar? It's uh, it's not. So how we run
2: it is is I'll be in the office every day about um 830 845 we have, we have an 845 staff meeting so regardless if the game ends at at 9 o'clock, 10, 10 o'clock, or even uh, the occasional double headers that might even hit close to midnight um, or even the one that you know last year 2 years ago actually went to like 12:30 we're Jeez. in the office right at right at 8:30 ready to go i mean the best part about that is a little more lenient during the season uh the family will come in we might have like a you know, a two hour lunch in the picnic area and I can, you know, you know, move around my time to make sure I, I can have that family time, that special time with them. Um, You know, if it's just lunch with them, they come in. So it's a little more lenient that way, but yeah, we started about the same time and uh, we just kind of go for it.
0: Yeah. And didn't Uh, your season just started like a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, It didn't, it should have. It should have started. It should have, should have, correct. That's what I meant by that. It started a couple weeks ago when it was supposed to, but since everything happening, I mean, in the heart of the season right now, with just, I remember working with the Trent Thunder uh, last summer, and we were on, like, an eight-game homestand, and man, those hours were just, I couldn't even imagine, like, they were just, like, 10-hour days, 12-hour days, being up at, like, 6 in the morning for education day, I'm sure they have it up there Uh in Portland. But how is it now, Where you guys are going through the pandemic, um, how is it working from home for you, your family, obviously you and your fiancé and the kids, and uh, communicating with your uh, people in the office? Yeah,
2: it's, uh, it's definitely different. Uh, I'm busy, but to a different extent. Because uh, right now, I think when everyone with everyone with Corona and the pandemic and everything happening, uh, sales is, is not on the back burner, but right now with baseball, we're not really sure what's going to happen. Everything's so far up in the air. Uh, there's, there's no set plan. So right now it's tough for me to make these outward phone calls, um, you know, to companies and try to sell them to games that I'm not sure when it's going to happen. So my busy time now is making sure I'm like putting out the right fires that I'm giving attention to the right clients. So my mornings are very busy with emails, maybe a couple phone calls and talking to some current, you know, some current sponsors. Uh, and then I'm also being like a, a glorified kindergarten teacher where I'm teaching my son basic math when we go over his lesson plan. And, you know, he's at the age where he's six, uh, he's five, he's going to be six at the end of the month. And, uh, you know, if I'm not right next to him, he's just going to be like, nah, I'm going to go play superheroes instead. So
0: <laughs>
1: I'm going to need a pencil me in for a math refresher course. Cause I, uh, I'm struggling with the with uh, the, even the basic addition of these days. It's tough, man. Hey,
2: hey I'll, I'll let it happen. We're going through the teams right now. And what makes 14, you know, a 10 and a four. So uh,
0: we can schedule that. Please. Awesome. Gotcha. Is there, is there anything else that you're uh, picking up during this time? Obviously teaching your kids with the homework and everything like that. But any certain skills that you want to pick up during this pandemic from working from home? Obviously a lot of time on your hands. Uh, I know I've been watching The Last Dance for the last couple weeks now. It's on tonight, obviously, and um, doing some cool things, learning some digital media stuff, and um, going uh, out to golf now. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the parks and uh, courses are open, so I'm picking up on my skills there. Is there anything that you picked up uh, during this time?
2: Uh, I've gotten a lot of uh, more confidence in being a handyman around the house. Uh, like, I'm trying to, to get my hands dirty and doing grounds crew. Uh, I'm – For today, I put down grass seed about two weeks ago, and it finally started to come up. And it was one of my proudest moments during this quarantine of seeing little baby grass, like
0: little wins, little wins. Like, hey,
2: I'm doing it. Um, Other than that, it's kind of you know up in the air. I'm trying to to listen more, you know, read as many articles as I can, and um, try to stay somewhat in tune with what's going on. Try to venture out a little bit more on the on the podcast, or maybe try to do some live events, or um, you know, just try to just take risks to get out of my comfort zone because it's very easy when you, you don't leave your, you're at your house all the time, or maybe you just go to the grocery store to kind of stay in those you know four walls and get comfortable. So trying to find new ways to maybe get myself uncomfortable and, and try new things. So
1: definitely. Yeah. And I think that's something that I, uh, I wanted to do a lot more. And that's kind of when I, you know, I started doing a lot of networking. something I was horrible at when we were in the office, you know, I, I mean, just terrible i was really just focused on, on doing my job which was was sales and i would sometimes let those little things slip through the cracks of networking with people doing like a podcast like this um so you know i know one of your episodes was the silver lining which is that that's what it is right now it's it's being able to pick up on those extra skills spend that math time with your son for me it's mm-hmm. you know it's networking it's it's calling other teams seeing what they're doing and that's something i'm even going to be you know bring back into the office once you know whenever that might be uh yeah, but just not i mean absolutely. i'm curious. With with a director role, being a director of corporate sales with the Portland Sea Dogs, have you seen? Do do you see yourself working harder now than you first did when you start? Because uh, I know a lot of people in the industry, you know, they, they they're mostly joking, but they'll say, you know, sales associate, inside sales, that's the hardest you'll ever work, and then when you get up to that director, that VP, that president role, your job gets a less tough. Obviously, that's not entirely true. But what's your what's kind of been your role like since? getting promoted i mean are you working just as hard or you know walk me through that a little bit i think it's
2: that's a great question and i think it's i think it's a different it's a different hustle i think i think and and i took this to heart and this is when i started selling it's my first job out of college i was selling office supplies and i remember my sales manager told me he says if if you're new to sales and you're not working 60 hours a week your first two years you're not working and i took that to heart and i And I knew what he was saying was not saying like, you need to be working 12 hours in the office. But what it's saying is that you're grinding because you have nothing. Like you don't have a base. You don't have connections. You have nothing. So you need to work and struggle and, and, and bite and claw for all your sales your first two years to get yourself a base. And then you can, you can work smarter, not harder. So I feel like right now where I'm in, you know, a director role, where I'm helping out some other people on the team. uh, But I'm also kind of going big fish hunting, you know, I'm going going more big game hunting. So by finding those big games, it might not necessarily be I'm making 60 phone calls a day. My phone calls have gone down, but I'm still, you know, I'm fine. I'm trying to find out who they are in a smarter way, maybe using LinkedIn or Facebook or networking or reaching out to someone or, or it's, you know, taking notes, and so I think it's a different hustle. I still feel like I'm I'm working, um, you know, as hard. I think there's a little more stress knowing that there's a bit more on your shoulders. So it's it's you're expected to bring in X, and you're expected to bring in Y, and, and you have to keep on pushing in different directions because you can't really sit back and, you know, if you're if you're looking to bring in bigger accounts or you know your your goal, um, you know, I'm I'm maybe more relying on connections i made last year the year before and i can bring those back into my sales funnel i can bring those back into what i've been doing rather than making that 150 phone calls a day or that 60 phone calls to just hammer the phones maybe working a little bit smarter um and you know getting some better qualified prospects in my pipeline than just whoever would want to talk to me
0: right referrals right, referrals, I... referrals yep Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With that, I mean, you you talked about just helping out each other in the office, uh, with your sales team. Now I know that you have a couple positions with the Portland Sea Dogs, and we'll go more into it like during our our episode here. I know that you also work with par- spot partnerships and also groups as well, yep. right, Justin? Now, obviously, in, in minor league baseball, there's a lot of hats that you're wearing on, it. and I can tell from that working with the Trent Thunder that. Our director of ticket sales was working with group accounts, working with partnerships, doing the whole nine yards with operations, going out there on the tarp on those rainy days, rain delays. I'm sure that you've done it before with your crew. Now, how much um, is like you guys working in the office so helpful to one another when you're talking to like a group's account and he's talking to you when you guys can help each other lay a hand um, here and there when they're having issues? Because again, there's not a lot of people in the office for I'm my, Miley my baseball. So how, um, are you guys to one of the, one another when things are getting uh, tough
2: I think the, the best part about it is that I I work with such a solid team that if there's an issue that's you know that comes up and I'm not able to deal with it or maybe it's a phone call from a, a sponsor or a group leader and I'm out of the office at a meeting or at lunch or you know whatever I, I feel so confident in the team that is you know that we have that they can answer that that question they can handle that problem without me being directly hands-on, which I think that is, uh, you know, goes miles, especially when it's, it's game time or maybe we're getting ready for something. It's because really a lot of us, we do the partnerships and, and the group accounts or season tickets. We do it kind of all under one roof. So if someone calls with an issue, my ticket office manager can can talk them off a ledge. Now, yes, he'll tell me about it and I can follow up with it, but that direct one-to-one contact right at the at the point, they don't have to say, oh, you have to wait for Justin to get back here. Oh, you don't have to, you know, you know, hey, he's he's gone for the day, he'll call you tomorrow. Or, you know, it can be handled directly like that. And then he's gonna know my desk, like, hey, this happened, we moved it around, or this group needed more tickets, or they, they misconstrued something, and so I, I took care of it for you. And I right. do, gosh, and, hey. and I can do that for my my, you know, counterparts as well, which I think is is really is really clutch and really key just because uh, we're all on the same page. We're trying to work all together like a
0: well-oiled machine. Exactly. And I remember working with like my my sales associate colleagues. I remember helping out with Tyler and him helping me out when we're not working a game for a devil. Mostly me helping and you though. Pretty much. I mean I have a client like here and there that he had to visit. Um I'll shout out one of my sales associate guys, uh, Jake Trucian, who reached uh, reached out to one of my clients on a New Year's Eve game that I wasn't attending. I um, wasn't scheduled to work, but he actually helped me, you know, do a, an in-seat visit and uh, I gave him his gift. So it was really, you know, touching there and then also helping out one of my other guys where I had to visit a group and give them gifts because every group gets a gift. So I had to do a face-to-face uh, inter- introduction, which was pretty cool how, you know, just doing that and experiencing our network with not just our, our clients, but our sales associate colleagues expanding their network with our clients yeah. as well. So it's really cool helping out one another in the office, I'm sure. Tyler has a bunch of clients that he's got to visit during his time at the Prudential Center after his on sale he had a couple months ago. I mean, Tyler, how do you even visit those many clients when uh, your, your days are just so busy right now? Yeah, I
1: mean, and that's even something I wanted to get in with Justin, you know, just how he prioritizes his game days. Um, you know, but I think that word is, is the most important, especially when going into a game day, even when going into a day. Like, if you have mo- multiple follow-up calls one day, like, make sure you're – prioritizing, you know, the calls that you're not going to push off till the next day. I mean, if you have a guy, somebody that said, call me at nine, like make sure you're calling him at nine. Or if you have two people that said call him at nine, uh, you know, call whichever one that, you know, is, is probably further along in the process. Uh, but even going into game days, you know, that's, that's really what you have to do. If you have six people out, five people out, you got to make sure that you're talking to the people that are, you know, furthest along in the process and that have the most, you know, best percentage of buying that night or within the next couple of days. Um, you know Justin mm-hmm. is that a similar process with you when going into a game day when when going into a you know just a regular work day is it a lot of prioritizing you know and planning your days out oh yeah
2: a- absolutely I-, I think you got to almost have a tier system and I-, I think finding out what that tier system is and, and prioritizing comes with time and-, and understanding where people might be at, what- where they are in the buying process where they could be what you're going to say next and um, I think it's it's when you tell someone you're going to call them back. And I like how you said, if, you, if two people told you to call them at nine, you got to pick one of them. I mean, that's happened to me a, a bunch of times. And that's that, that other person who I say to myself, I can't call you at nine. I just send them an email and say, hey, something came up. I'm going to call you right afterwards. To me, those little connections like build trust and they build that foundation. And it's so it's so little. Um, but calling someone at nine o'clock or 905, mean something and it 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 very well could be the i'm going to close this business or i'm not going to close this business because you could rub someone the wrong way by that five that little five minutes and i know i've done it in in my you know in in my stance i've had someone come to the ballpark they're a little bit late and to me it almost sets the tone of they're not interested now if i come down like i hit traffic i'm really sorry we're all good i'm still gonna try to sell them but you almost have that little self-doubt that's put into your head a little bit of like they're late they don't they don't mean anything to me
1: absolutely like i'm on
2: the back burner so and that's huge i think you know understanding and I, this was where i was and also something that i kind of struggle with with organization and with prioritizing of, of kind of what happens next because i'm a very and what i try to tell myself and I, and I work on myself and and what i have on my whiteboard is sometimes time of like you need to get these done i need to have a a list of i'm gonna make corporate calls here. And I'm not going to make group calls or I'm going to make group calls during this time. And I'm not going to respond to corporate emails during this time. Cause I'll get a one track where I'll be like, Oh my God, this guy's interested. I'm going to create a presentation. I'm going to, you know, look at four or five things. I'm going to try to put together a plan for them and then I'm going to send it off. And then I look by in 45 minutes went by and now I'm like, Oh, now I'm on the other thing. So for me, writing things down and having them where I can see everything all at once helps me stay in control and, and keeps me focused and ready because you don't want to miss out on those accounts. You don't want to not send something right. because you were trying to do something else. And then you lose this and it was all on you. It was your, is your fault. I'd rather lose an account because it just wasn't a right fit rather than me just being an idiot.
1: And just... Right. And I'm curious, even like going off that, we talked about like selling groups, selling membership, selling sponsorships and, you know, setting time aside to focus on, you know, those certain things. So you're not, you know, crossing over each other. Now, which one do you look forward to the most? Like if you have two hours carved out for group calls, membership calls or sponsorship calls, like, you know, are you, you know, what are you, what do you most enjoy selling? And what do you most enjoy about the sales process of each one?
2: I, I love sponsorship and marketing, marketing calls. I, that's where, um, I look forward to it. I enjoy it. I could do that every single day and never call a group again. Now that's not saying I don't like groups and I don't like calling memberships, but for me, I, I love that sponsorship. I love that cat and mouse game. I love that. Um, I got to find out who you are and I have to try to get past the gatekeeper. And I got to try to find your email address on some f- like fourth page of Google because you were interviewed by <laughs> a website and now you're on a PDF and I can, you know, it's Kelly at ABC company, like found you like, let's do this. Like, I love that, that chase. And then when they do commit, whether it be for $500, whether it be for 50 grand, I get this, the same feeling of like an endorphin, like click, like, yes. Like I get pumped up, like Tiger Woods fist pump, like in, <laughs> like in the office, like, let's go sign the, sign the agreement, send it off. Um, and I get that feeling a little bit with groups too, but I just love that chase down. I love getting told. No, I love people telling me like, no, it's not the right fit, but call me next season. Or, or, you know, no, this doesn't work out. And then I love the most is that I take that information, I hold it, and then maybe because of what we talked about, if something opens up in two months, I'm not afraid to send them an email, or give them a quick call, and be like, Tyler, this just opened up. And because we talked about it, I I thought of you. If you're not interested, that's fine. But I wanted to present you with the information. And when they turn around and say, oh, yeah, some change. I have money in my budget. That's actually a great idea. That actually hits – all of my chat mark, let's, let's do this. That's great. Or the, the answer of now I'm still all set. Like, okay. But at least they know I'm trying and I'm reaching right. out. So I love that, that process of sitting down and understanding what their needs are and then finding out what the best fit is for those needs. And what can I present to them? What can get them the best ROI and where can I, you know, build a partnership? Maybe can I, can I upgrade them from, 2019 to 2020 or for this right from 19 to 2021 like where can we upgrade you and where can we upsell you and what can I bundle in prices and what can I I just love that process uh the most but I also get a great great feeling when I talk to groups I'm able to get them out to the ballpark because the group that I focus on is is little leagues and Cal Ripken leagues and, and youth softball so when I'm able to get the kids out on the field and their parents and we take a big picture and they're just so excited and all the kids are wearing their jerseys and, um, you know, or I get a couple of kids first pitches or I get to have them, you know, best day I ever fight. for them. It's the best day ever for them. And I can just see myself as a little kid. And the one thing I try to never do um, is take advantage of any time I get to walk on, on the field. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a double a field, but to me, when I was a kid, it was awesome. I, I used to go to the sea dogs. With my mom for her school nights, you know, once a year, and me walking on the field, I try to never lose that, you know, that feeling of like I'm here. Like I always try to keep that of like the the main monster is awesome, like, like these signs and and this and that I always try to keep that because I, for kids walking out on the warning track is amazing. Like that seeing was. a player in a sea dog jersey, they don't know who that player is. They don't know if that's some guy who's been to the majors going to the majors or has no chance at the majors they're just happy to see a player and it's like right. their smiles and so i like i love that feeling during the games of seeing the interactions and having them have that camaraderie and community building so
1: and that's I, something they preach here at hbse that you know that first day feeling coming to the office every day the, the like, like you did the first time you pulled up and saw the 76er logo and walked in the practice facility so i, I mean we do a similar thing here it's just like don't don't oversee what you do that the, the power you have of working in sports, how awesome yeah. it is, um, you know, and co- kind of going back to the difference between sponsorships and membership sales and groups, um, you know, I, I don't, I think some of our listeners out there don't quite understand like how the process for each is a little different. Memberships is, you know, hopefully a two week process while groups can be a week to a month process, but a sponsorship <laughs> is sometimes six months to a year process. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to get, To go back and forth between each, knowing each process is so different because I know like when I'm trying to sell a membership and that's our main focus, one of my strong suits is persistence. And I know you can't do that with sponsorships or you'll kill a lot of deals. Like maybe I have even with memberships, is it difficult? And you know, how different is that process? So, so
2: I'll push back on you for a little bit. I think persistent persistence is key on every sales process in my outlook on it is the sales process for all of them are very similar. Like the foundation of the sales process is, is, is all, is the same. It's just, there's different little like areas you would touch on. I mean, they all start with a cold call. They all start with setting a meeting and then asking questions and finding pain and then presenting, presenting and then closing. So it's all similar in that, but you're right. That that there's different timelines of what's going to happen. But I think what makes me keep going is, is understanding that what questions to ask and where the process is, is, is going, and that each one is different. You know, with a membership call, you might have, you know, two meetings. You might have seven meetings because the guy oh. is just is – the guy or girl, the family is just kind of up and down and not knowing. For, for group calls, especially with little leagues, when I talk about trying to get their league out, I mean, I might have really one pitch, then they bring it to their board, and then they get back to me of like, yes, we're doing this or not. So with that, it's kind of out of my hands. I, I get to pitch it to that super mom or that, you know, the president of the board, but he has to bring it back to that little league board to get, you know, yes, that's okay. Um, but for that, it's only that one meeting. It, it all kind of depends. And, and I think with me, it's like, it's I just love that chase. I just love that, you know, I try to go after that feeling of that. I closed it. So that's what kind of drives me. um, Knowing that the process happens and it's going to take a while. And just as long as I can still see myself moving forward in each one of those sales processes, it kind of keeps me like in there and never trying to look too
0: far ahead. That's awesome. Especially having like, I still get the like adrenaline rush, even talking to members and, Groups, obviously not on like the sponsorship or partnership side of the uh, HBSC business, but still getting that adrenaline of like, you know, we're going to talk to our committee. We're going to talk to our president for like a group night out for this one organization I was talking to. And I'm like, yes, let's go. You're going to talk to the president. You know, if you even want me on the on that phone call, like I'll be right there and answer the questions that he had just to speed the process even more. And Justin, going back to where you're prioritizing, like you're blocking out hours to call groups, to call sponsorships and members. I'm curious to know, like, how do you prioritize a client when you just get off a good phone call or someone from your sponsorship campaign calls you when you're during your groups campaign? I know, like, I'm doing certain campaigns one day and I'm hitting them, hitting them, hitting them, and a groups guy calling me during that campaign to, you know, I'm info gathering. He's actually interested to bring his group out. Do you go right into, like, a send to a proposal or follow-up email? Like, how do you prioritize oh. that good uh, call that you just had where, like, you're, focus on this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I I always kind of say, like, strike when the
2: iron is hot. So if I'm making group calls and a sponsor calls me, I'm on the phone with the sponsor. If it's an email, I might let it sit for a while and get back to them after I'm done with that, you know, that block or that that time, that campaign. But if someone's calling me and they're taking time out of their day to to, to call me back, it's strike when the iron's iron's hot. You know that they are at least interested a slightly, you know, a slight amount to take, to call you, to pick up their phone and dial your number and ask for you. Um, so for that, it's, it's stop what you're doing and go after that one. Cause at that point, that's your hottest lead you have on your table. It's someone calling you, even if, you know, you might pick up the phone and be like, Hey, stop calling me ever again, Joe. Like you're the worst. You're like, okay, fine. But take that chance. And, you know, I always say, so I will break off what I'm doing to answer that phone. Um, if someone calls me for that. So I right. mean, if it's an email, I'll let it sit, you know, until I'm done. So, so I can put some time into it. Um, when I'm in somewhere with the process, if I get out with it, with, when I'm done with a, a really good phone call and maybe I kind of considered, maybe that was a, uh, it was a cold call, but we talked about a lot of stuff that might be kind of, you know, teetering on that. That was kind of like a meeting, like a, like a meeting that we just had. We asked questions and they asked me to send them some information or maybe even kind of put what we talked about down on paper and send them it over. Right. I try to do that immediately. Or I'll try to say, you know, right when I'm done, this is when it goes out. Cause again, it's strike when that iron is hot. I try to, if I ever leave any meeting and I say, I'm going to send you my sales guide, or I'm going to send you the proposal that we talked about. It's when I get back to the office, I try to send it to them immediately because again, I want them to know no. that I'm working for them, that I have their best interest in mind and I'm, here for them. And I want to do the best I can and just make sure that I'm not taking this lightly. Like I'm not just sitting here twiddling my thumbs and that to me, you're the most important thing on my plate cause they are. So I think it, it says a lot when you can send something to them right after you talk, whether it be a meeting or a sales guide or whatever it be just to make. So they're. I think that they get it like, wow, he actually kind of cares about me. He actually is excited for this. His passion isn't just bullshit. Where he's just saying this and he says this to everyone else, which I do, but I'm trying to get out to you. I want, right. I, if I get you excited on the phone, I want you to see what I can, you know, I want to, mm-hmm. I want you to ride that feeling. Like I'm riding that feeling. And it, so
1: I go, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was going to say, I like that you brought that up. Cause that's something that like I even struggle with. And I know our managers kind of go back and forth on is it. like, if someone's like, Hey, send me this proposal. I, I know sometimes you'll hear, all right, well, that's great. You know, send it to the end of the day, keep knocking out calls. You know, I know then then other people, like you said, they send it right away. So I think, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought up that point because that's something I'm still trying to even figure out. It's like, all right, you know, am I wasting time by putting this proposal together now? Or, you know, would I be able to make 10 calls in this time? And should I wait to put the proposal together at 5 o'clock? But I agree. Like, if someone's showing interest and they said, "Send me over a proposal," why the hell would you wait until five o'clock to send that proposal over? Hopefully, by five o'clock, they've already looked at it and been able to get back to you. So I agree oh. with your point. Like, if you're getting something, send it. Don't don't push it off. Don't wait. You might forget. So
2: oh oh yeah, there was a there was a time, and I've referenced this before, but I you know went to a meeting. I thought the meeting, you know, I kind of pre-qualified it poorly and thought it was going to be kind of a a, a not so great great meeting it actually turned out it was it was phenomenal she gave me a verbal right on the spot and said yo let's do this and i was like wait wait really i didn't have like anything with me because i underprepared for it she was let's do this i said awesome i went to my car I had my laptop i hot spotted from my phone right up a, <laughs> write her up a, an agreement
0: wow and that's and, like
2: emailed to her and said you're gonna get this within 10 minutes like when i left the meeting i joked said you're gonna have a you know agreement in your inbox in 10 minutes i'm gonna go in my car i'm a hot spot i'm gonna send it to you she said, perfect. She perfect. signed it and got it right back to me. Before I got to the office, I had it. And it was, it was like, that- that's the most important thing that I can do in my day. Because sales are all about numbers. It's all about, you know, you got to play your percentages. And those 10 phone calls you might make, like you said, in the time it might take you to get their proposal. And my thought, we've all had 10 phone calls where we haven't had one person pick up. Right. Or anything like that. And we make phone calls to get someone interested in buying. So why not take that what's in that process early and go for it? Like, you know, it's it's you gotta play your highest percentage. That's why in basketball you only shoot threes or you do dunks and layups.
0: Right. And I think that's a great story. Like that just shows you how organized and prepared you were for that meeting, like you had your hotspot and, like, you had your laptop in the car and, like, you got the email to that lady in a matter of 10 minutes. Like, that just shows you, like, the flames are going. Like, you're hot. Like, you're ready to go. I mean, I, that was bringing out to my next question. Like, what do you do to prepare you for your prioritizing for, like, a game day or your day in the office versus – and also, like, organizing your stuff? Like, what are some of the best practices that you learn? throughout your time working uh, in portland or in your sales yeah, career in so, general. Uh, so
2: i think um the one thing i like to always do is especially before a meeting um you know whether it be five or ten minutes before the meeting i never try to send a new email i never try to make a new phone call like during that time just because i want to be in the, in the right mental space that i'm not thinking about other things i don't have another project going on during my meeting you know i don't want to you know you know, I always get fear because it's happened before that it's like, hey, I got 10 minutes before meeting. Let me make a quick phone call, a cold call to someone. And that actually turns into a good call. And then I don't want to be like, hey, I got to go, man. I have a meeting. Like, I right. never want to be in that. And I don't want to be late for my meeting. So I like to get in that headspace. I like to look up who I'm talking to. Maybe look up some quick information about the company that I can ask, you know, real questions too, whether, and even if it's a little league, I can look them up on their Facebook page and say, Hey, how many kids do you have in your league? And I can like, get some, like, Hey, I saw this picture on your Facebook page about how you, you know, the, the, your 11, 12 went to all-stars or they made the tournament, or we can have a talking point that I can bring up in that rapport building stage where it's not just me asking, Hey, what'd you do for the weekend? But it shows them that I'm doing a little bit of research. I'm kind of looking into them. Like, I can ask like, Oh, Hey, I love your logo. I looked up your website looks great. Or I see that you have like 14 locations. Did I read that wrong? Like I always like to ask questions relevant. So that five to 10 minutes before I meet with them, I like to, you know, look up their business. Um, also what I do too, is I write their names down on my notebook just because I'm an idiot and I'll forget them. So I always do that too. Cause you never want to call someone the wrong
1: name, which I've done. Been there, done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all been there. we all been there. Hey, there's no worse way to start a phone call. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh,
2: I had one. It was this year. It was uh, – I was meeting with – it was It was a pretty big client for me. She's like, yeah, let's come in. She called me back. She goes, I'm going to be late. I said, that's fine. Uh, I come down, and I'm like – I forget what I said. But I was like, Kelly, how are we doing? And she goes, it's Katie. And I said, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <I'm like,
1: laughs>
0: Awesome. Oh, no. like,
2: awesome. <laughs> and and I mean we got we laughed about it, we got over it and, and moved along, but
0: I, all right, so just, she was a good sport, sport about it. it.
2: Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's the same thing how I feel like people call me Jason a lot on the phone. I never correct them. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like I don't yeah, care. I can roll with
1: Jason. I I it's, not... mean,
2: it's good. Uh you got Yeah. You I can yeah. J the J right, the S right. What's the, the difference? The
0: i mean have you been called something tyler like were you mistaken for like a a taylor it's funny because i was actually supposed to be taylor and my parents changed it like an hour
1: before we left the hospital my birth certificate they were like let's go tyler wow you know like obviously i didn't have a say in it at the time but i you know i'm happy they did (laughs) i like tyler because you know i might have been that 18 year old changing his name if it was taylor no i'm just joking (laughs) but but justin i'm curious um, you know, I got a couple more for you before we yeah. uh, wrap it up with Joe's, uh, you know, you know, coveted one hitters that will hit you with. But um, you know, your game day. I don't know if people listening know that you're also like the on field personality uh, yeah. for the Sea Dogs. I'm curious, you know, when me and Joe work games, we obviously we get bust up to the Prudential Center. We have three to five clients out. We're trying to wine and dine them. We're trying to service them. We're trying to show them seats. We're trying to get their credit card. How do you balance between doing all that? Because I know you have clients to visit. I'm I'm sure you've had sponsors out and group leaders out there trying to renew but you also have to go and deal with you know getting all the kids lined up and getting them riled up on being that on-field personality like is it tough to balance and like what walk me through your your game day yeah yeah so so it is definitely it is definitely tough
2: um and I haven't mastered it but I will say the one thing that I have going for me is that because I'm the on-field uh, MC and I'm out there and I'm very you know in front of fans is that if I'm unable to make it to a client or I'm unable to be there, most of them understand because they see me. I just don't see them. So I get I've gotten that a lot of like, hey, I know how busy you are. It's absolutely fine. Like, let's you know we'll connect and usually we connect later. And they say, hey, you did a great job. You know, blah 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 blah. And we'll talk about the game and and they're you know. So for that sense, it's tough. If I bring out a client for the first time, um, unfortunately, if they're not there, you know. When gate, We open gates about an hour and a half before the game. So between that first half hour, that's when I kind of have my free time. Like, I should have done all my prep work that I know what promos we're doing. And if I have my, my prizes and I talk to the promo team and the interns of, hey, this is what we're doing. I kind of break it all down. So that first half hour is really um, kind of free time. I walk around the ballpark. I might try to catch some clients if they're here that early, but most of them aren't unless they're doing a picnic and more of the groups they will be here and I'll be able to talk to them and, right. and, and get on that one-on-one. Um, and I'm also able to, you know, kind of double dip when my little leagues or my, you know, baseball leagues come out because I line them up for their parades and I get them going. So I'm able to talk to them right there and they get to see me. It's my corporate accounts that are sometimes very tricky. Um, Cause I might not be able to see them until, you know, the seventh or, you know, the sixth inning when I'm, kind of done and right. I'm kind of done for the game so you know I'll emcee everything from you know our mascot race to you know musical chairs and and a big time connect four and all these other games that I that I do um and sometimes it does get it, it gets tricky especially um if there's an issue if there's something that kind of comes up or right maybe I forgot someone's to put someone's tickets in will call or maybe I um you know A sponsor got confused. They can't find their spot, so that's why I really rely on my counterparts,
1: on interns. That's what we have them for (laughs) (laughs)
2: interns. But but sometimes it gets tough too because if um if I have to like MC that game, I if there's three outs, I can't wait. Like that's when we go. That's when I bring the kids out and we do like the dress and dash, or we do you know a silly game. And there's been a couple times where I've been talking to uh, a fan. I remember it it was last year or two years ago. But there was a, it was a group leader, and she was just very mad. She was irate. It was something happened with seating, and I was talking to her. And, and I remember she necessarily wasn't, like, my group leader, but I, I, I had the Dogs polo on, so she, she was talking to me. And she was actually yelling at an intern, so I kind of interviewed, and we were talking. And then someone yelled and said, hey, Justin, it's three outs. So I had to look at her and say, I'm Jesus. really sorry, but I have to go. But if you stand here, I'll be back in 90 seconds and we can talk about it. But right now I have to go. So that's when it gets tricky if something happens um, because I'm, you know, relied on so much during that game. Right. In hindsight, it was good. It actually got her to calm down that 90 seconds and I was able to talk to her and and we worked all out and everything was fine. Um, But there's only, yeah, there's a few times where it's like, I have to be out here or, you know, there's a game we do that's on our third base dugout. And there's been times where I'll be sitting there waiting for the game. If someone comes and, you know, a sponsor, I'm talking to them, like, hey, how's everything going? This is awesome. We're in, like, a good conversation. And I get tapped on my shoulder and say, hey, three outs. You got to go. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. But mostly because they see me out, they understand. I was going to
1: say – it, it, it's got to give you a little bit of credibility that yeah, they're able to God, they're. to see you obviously, you know, you're still busting your ass. It's not like a, you know, hey, I got to go. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 taking a break. Yeah, like you're, you yes. know, it's like hey, I got to go. I have like you know, I have three jobs to do right now.
2: So. Yeah, so that's where it, it's almost kind of like the saying where if you walk anywhere holding a plunger and you walk with a purpose, nobody's going to bug you. <laughs> it's the yeah. same thing. Like as they seem like, "Oh, we get it." And some of that actually kind of helps me out where if I don't talk to some season ticket holders or I'm not able to kind of get there, you know, they're like, Oh, we get it. Don't worry about it. Thank you for calling us later. And it's like, you know, and sure. Do I play that up sometimes? Yeah. Why not?
1: (laughs) You know? Yeah, Yeah, of course. course. Yeah. Sorry. I I was spending the last 20 minutes making you laugh while I was on the field, you know? (laughs)
2: Exactly. That's what I was doing. (laughs) So, So, so it gets tricky on that, but it's really kind of, so my games are kind of
0: all up in the air. It's all,
1: it sounds like it's crazy. Yeah. Joe, were you were you saying something? I don't know if, if I cut you off.
0: No, I was going to say, I mean, people are just seeing you out on the field doing all this. They're like, where's Justin? Where's Justin? Obviously, he's on the field doing, like, the, the dance battle between yep. the kids or even, like, doing the tennis ball toss, like, in, in a hula hoop or something like that, or even delegating uh, the tarp maybe. Yep. I know during those times, everyone in the office is tarping. They're like, where is all, like, the staff? Well, you see us on the field sprinting mm-hmm. to our 40-yard dashes with a – 100 pound uh, tarp on the field with yeah. the downpour. But yeah, there's a lot of things that you're wearing during minor league baseball. So yeah, I take my hat off all the And to the talk about wearing do. different
2: things, uh, another kind of funny thing is because I'm on the field, um, I, I always get kind of told that when we do theme nights, I got to dress up. And I'm not oh, a very big costume guy. I'm just not. Like I've never really been, but <laughs> I understand if it's 80s night and I'm not wearing an 80s costume, then the show fails. So I got right. to look like Swayze, but there was one time I kind of come down and I was, uh, it was, I forget what costume I was, I was wearing, but I just remember I wore it and it was just ridiculous. And a client showed up and I've never talked, we've never met face to face. It was like, it was only, uh, you know, over the phone and, and email. And I remember walking down and being like, Hey, I'm Justin. We've talked so many times. And she like gave me the like the look up and down. She goes, "You're him." I go, "I sure am." And it was like <laughs> 80, it was 80s night or it was something. <laughs> I was wearing you know, like I looked so unprofessional.
1: That is hilarious. But it was because
2: it was the game, and and it was just it was. We we love I the that's teammates. Why
1: they, they make us wear suits every game day, so you know we'll we'll never get called yeah. unprofessional. <laughs> it was it was Elvis. I was looking like Elvis. That's what <laughs> that it was. That was hilarious. And, uh,
2: It's still a great costume though. I I had the, you know, the, the, the big onesie, the sunglasses. I was feeling myself for it. And I just remember walking back, Hey, I'm him.
0: (laughs) And and that's that's
1: (laughs) the thing about minor league baseball. When you do it, when you, when you have a theme night, you got every, it is big time. I mean, it's not a half ass theme night.
0: You guys are killing it it there. It's
1: full blown. It's, it's eighties. It's Presley. And oh man. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. Um, You know, and last thing before we go into, uh, you know, Joe's one hitters, I don't want to take up too much of your time. This 45 minutes has flown by. I appreciate it. (laughs) Justin Phillips is, you know, your director of corporate sales now. I don't know if you're a guy that looks ahead, but I know I'm always fascinated at people's career paths in the sports industry, you know, where they want to go. If they have their sights set on something else, or do you plan on being with in your same role for the next seven years? You know, can you touch on that a little bit? And, and maybe where you see yourself in five years, um, if anywhere else. Yeah, man, that's a great question. And, and
2: unfortunately, I don't have a great answer for you. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I honestly don't know. I, I never really thought I'd work in sports. Um, I know when I graduated in 2010, um, you know, I just, you know, made a commitment and, and me and my fiance, we, you know, love Maine and was, I wasn't looking to move out of state and, if you're not looking to move out of state and you want to work in sports, you only have three options. Um, and I just never thought one of those three options was going to be, you know, open to me. Um, so I just never thought working in sports was going to be something that, that would be in my future. So I did some nice. other sales jobs and then I was able to jump in and get here. So I, I just kind of go day by day and year by year, and I'm still having fun. And, and I believe you know, and how I was brought up was my mother was a teacher. She she taught kindergarten. And, and bless her heart, I never could teach kindergarten. I mean, I'm teaching kindergarten now. Oh, God. I couldn't do it to 16 kids, 16 wow. different
1: kids every year. Yeah. Especially because nope. they might be a little smarter than me at this point.
0: Bingo! Yeah, absolutely. So I can't... <laughs> They're all correct you during the lesson. Uh, yes, we're
1: I, like, no, dad, two plus two, that is four. I'm like, oh my bad. A little it. Like, so, But she
2: never complained. She always loved what she did and she always went to work with a smile on her face and that was kind of, you know, put into me. It's like, you got to love what you do. You got to enjoy what you do and, and sure, you're going to have bad days and, and you're going to not want to go to the office on, you know, some weeks, but as long as you're still looking at it positive, you're still having fun, you're still enjoying it. I mean, keep it going. So, in 5 years i have no idea i i, I really don't i mean i want to still ha- be having fun i hope the you know i hope the podcast grows a little bit more and maybe that turns into something that's kind of the pipe dream but for anything it's just i'm taking day by day month by month season by season and just continuing to have fun and trying to better myself each year and kind of go from there
1: awesome man and i think that's something <laughs> gotcha. that awesome. i'm trying to do i know joe is it's like you know Right now, we don't have that director title yet, so I'm guilty of looking ahead. Um, but I hope, you know, my next promotion or two, I, I just master that role and then, you know, yeah. my, next bets, my next steps kind of just fall into place. Um, you know, I know Joe, he wants to go premium. I want to do account executive. You know, hopefully we obviously get there, but then, um, you know, just master those roles and your, yeah. next, your next steps should fall into place
0: ideally. Yeah. It, all, it also just goes with, I remember talking to a lot of people When I was networking during this time, obviously working from home, people in the premium department, people in partnerships, uh, sponsorships, people in groups. And one main advice that they just tell me, just be good at the job you're doing right now. Focus on now. I mean, that has really just been in my head right now. And I'm just going to keep it with me from this time on forward, wherever, wherever my career is going. But just being good at my job right now and just perfecting my craft at this current role. But Completely agree. Oh, with yeah. like both for you guys. taking one day at a time. I, but uh, I think the big thing awesome, too is it's and awesome. I'll, I'll
2: leave this with is is too many people don't want to be patient. I think it is, yep. and, and you want to get yeah. to that next step so so quickly that you're not allowing yourself to build that base, right. and you're not be able to get these foundations. And why I think if you you know if you when you see people that have been in these positions that are you know have been there for years it's because they've mastered every step of the way so they understand what the next step is they're not looking too far ahead i mean they're not like hey i want to be the ceo you know of the team it's more of what's my next step what what can i do better at and then continue to move forward it's it's taking that next step exactly
1: and i think that's even what i'm guilty of you know i'm looking i'm thinking about what i want to do past account executive i'm not even a damn account executive yet you know i've I, i was close i'm hopefully you know gonna get there within the next month or two but it's like you Know slow your old Tyler, you know, master SA master account executive, whatever's after that, it'll fall into place. Joe, I know you had some one hitters, yep. um,
0: yeah, and we'll yeah. Wrap it up with those. It, it's been awesome. I mean, I remember just look listening to your podcast, you know, last August, uh, starting my first day at HBSC. I'm like, I gotta <laughs> learn that sports sales, dude, I need to learn <laughs> something. I just gotta look up something on Spotify to help me out. They said listen to podcasts. I was like, I don't know a damn podcast about sports sales. And I looked it up, sports Man. sales and coffee. First thing is called call. And I was like, that's gonna be my first thing <laughs> and I'm then, doing hey, probably. Yo, two weeks later, Let's you got
1: a dollars sale, so you can almost attribute that to Justin.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Justin, hey, yes, so thank you so it. much for everything. It's a full circle right now. I mean, you got through the easiest part of the Uh-oh. show now. It's time for the hard that's part. All right. Sorry. Uh it's called the one timers. Hopefully you'll Seal the deal with some of them. Obviously, working in the ballpark, gotta know favorite ballpark meal is it the Franks. Is it the fried Oreos? Is it the funnel cake? It is hands down. It's a
2: Sea Dog biscuit. So it's a specialty item.
0: It's It's a specialty item.
2: It's uh, it's two cookies with vanilla ice cream in the middle.
0: Wow! Phenomenal. All right, I gotta try. That's right. St. St. Louis, please. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So mustard or ketchup? Well, mustard. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a catch-up guy. I'm a catch-up guy. All right, all right. All right, one for two right now. All right, which is hard to face, a Garrett Cole fastball when the top pitcher's in the MLB or an Ovection slash oh, shot? Oh, I with fastball. I'd agree. I'd agree. All right. All right.
2: I, I, all right. And, 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 and and I know it's only one time. But what I'm, I'm going to say is because I'm a big guy, I feel like if I'm in goal, I have a chance of it hitting my body.
1: <laughs> That's what I was thinking.
2: I have no chance <laughs> of, of hitting a fastball at yeah. all. Per- Percentage-wise, I might have a 5% chance that, you know, my thigh gets clipped with a slap shot. It's going to hurt.
1: <laughs> it's going to hurt. But
2: I'm going to – yeah.
0: So, yeah, you're right. All right, who drives a golf ball uh, farther, Tom Brady oh, or Tom. Peyton Manning? Tom Brady th-
2: now or Tom Brady last year?
0: Tom. Just Tom Britt- I mean, they're playing. They're they're playing very soon. Oh, because so he's a Brady Buccaneer now. now. So
2: I'm going Peyton Manning. If you said <laughs> last
0: year, <laughs> he hasn't played. He hasn't played has golf longer. Because That's true. I'm going to Peyton Manning because he, he's
2: not a Patriot anymore. So I don't want to. I don't want to really root for him too much.
0: All right, so I'll end it right here. This has been a huge debate. Tyler's going to give a twist Uh-oh. of his, which I don't really like because it's just been getting old. But who wins in a fight, a gorilla or? Or a silverback or silverback
1: gorilla or silverback gorilla. Okay, no, that, that's the right oh, answer. That Justin, is the right answer. No, and then we'll, we'll end knows. it with this life without hands or feet. Feet, wow. I, I would all,
0: yeah, I, I, it's hey, a, hey, I don't know. Uh,
2: um, Maybe, guy, yeah, the guy from uh South Africa who you know is in jail because he murdered his family, which is not okay. He was almost an Olympic sprinter. he had no feet. Really? Remember that? He had those. I,
1: I, vaguely, I do. Uh,
2: yeah. I, gonna-
1: now that you brought it up, yeah. I'm like, that's tough, man. All right. We'll, we'll end it there. I don't want to be talking about <laughs> hands not having one. Yeah. Hopefully, everyone Bring listening off, has remember. both. Justin it's, Phillips, awesome, man. I, I appreciate you jumping on the show. If you haven't listened, Sports Sales and Coffee, one of the hottest sports uh, sales podcasts going right now. Really awesome having you on, man. I appreciate it.
2: Absolutely, and hey, before we go, guys, I-, I love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Uh, uh keep it going. I-, I think I know it's you know f- there's five episodes in, right? Five, six episodes,
1: seven, eight, seven.
2: I'm way off. No, no you're the Eight, one. No. Uh, eight episodes in. It-, it-, it is a grind to start out with. You guys have already found your groove. I think it's it's great what you're doing. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, just keep it, just just keep pumping them out, man. Keep it going.
1: I appreciate it, Justin.
2: Appreciate this uh it, this appreciate was awesome.
1: It. One of the uh you know, one I've been looking forward to for a while and I don't think it disappointed. So this was great, man. I appreciate it. Joe, enjoy your night in Jersey and I will see you bright and early, brother.
0: Bright and early. Zoom call, nine o'clock. o'clock St. Louis let's time. get it. Everyone is awesome, Have a, a go one.